Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. Do we want to address the fact that you're on a closet again? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk about the closet. <laughs> it's a more spacious closet and yet somehow less comfortable, mostly because I had to close the door the whole way. So it's dark in here, except for my <laughs> laptop screen. So I feel significantly more like I'm in a closet and probably do sound more like I'm in a closet as well. Oh, the adventures of making a podcast on the go. <laughs> wait, wait, we have, a, we have a segue because this is about live music, which is frequently not in the most ideal environment and here I am in a closet so there my go. audio is going to be kind of crappy just pretend it's the acoustic experience right right you are you are experiencing this in a in a beautiful or maybe a not maybe in a basement like a basement stage and the mic keeps cutting out or something <laughs> I don't know so this week we have on MD who brought the topic of live music to talk about which is actually kind of fitting because we all the three of us in, including um, previous guest Liz just went to candle nights down in Huntington West Virginia which is not live music it's a live podcast but similar in the in the same vein. They're like distant cousins. Well, you know, it's it's a different experience, I would argue, seeing a podcast live than it is listening to a podcast. And I think music is probably very much the same, that um, the experience of being in an audience and having other people around reacting to whatever it is that you're experiencing is, is different than your normal, more intimate experience of, of having it pre-recorded on your headphones. That's true. There's no editing in a live, in either live podcasts or live music. You just kind of have to go with the flow. And I think the experience experiences that come out of that can be very touching to you know yourself and the community that you're you're with and and we get into a lot of those topics um in this conversation so let's just roll right into it well i guess let's just roll into it like we're we're all warmed up. This is going to be just one of those now. So yeah, thanks for spending a weird hour with us now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. So yeah, if you just want to introduce yourself, talk about a little bit about what you do, and talk about uh, or introduce what you brought to talk about today. All right. So my name is MD. Um, I am a variety artist of sorts, is probably how I would describe it. And I am going to talk to you today about music, specifically live music. So I, I feel like most people like typically will be like hey for people who don't know what this thing is <laughs> what is this thing but most people probably know what live music is i would hope so <laughs> <laughs> if you don't i'm a little concerned generally <laughs> but why did you decide to talk about this specifically i mean like i mentioned that i'm a variety artist and like i talk about those things a lot and so i was trying to find something that it's like like, like I, I don't really talk about as much or at least i haven't talked about recently and so this was just something that kind of, I don't know, popped up. So I, saw, I happened to see a Twitter thread yesterday yes. that, that when I knew that this was the topic we were going to record on, I was like, oh, that's an interesting coincidence. There was a thread going around that was like semi-viral that was like, what was the first music? And I think they meant bands specifically, like they're not counting orchestra or whatever, but what was the first live music that you saw? So what do you remember what your first your first like live music performance was? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's embarrassing, actually, because, like, the thing is, is I grew up in, like, the Bible Belt of the Midwest. And so at that point in my life, like, I went to my first show when I was, like, 13 or 14 years old. And I can almost guarantee it was, like, some weird, like, Christian pop punk band um, <laughs> that I cannot remember the name of at this point. But I know this show took place, like, in a church. So... <laughs> That's where we're at with that. <laughs> Technically, my first one was the Beach Boys. So, uh, well, oh the, the living members of the Beach Boys, I should specify. <laughs> um, although that may have been a loosely defined term at that point. It was not the liveliest show I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> That's making me think. I don't even know. It might. Mine might have been like, does a TSO concert count? I feel like that doesn't count, but also oh, like... No, Transylvania hmm. Orchestra, that was my second one. Okay, okay. <laughs> So yeah, I guess my first like band performance was probably Coldplay. So like, if you ever talk about want to talk about embarrassing, like, <laughs> don't worry, I got you. <laughs> See, that's not bad though. Like, again, literally first concert, like twenty people in a church, like <laughs> youth group vibes, like off the scale. Like, I don't know. So that I guess the follow up question is, what is the? Because everyone has the embarrassing one that they just kind of are like, oh, I'm not gonna mention that is my first one, but I'm not gonna talk about it. What was the first one that you felt was really formative that you would want to say was your first one? Second one, like like Emily kind of mentioned, like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I guess I could count that. I'd be more willing to count that. But mm. um, kind of like further along the line, there was this band called like Eleventy Seven, which again is just like stupid kind of like pop punk. But it's, I don't know, that was a band that meant a lot to me at mm -hmm. that time. So that, I don't know, I'd be more willing to count that one, I suppose. When did this like become a thing where like you versus just like, okay, people go and see bands, they see concerts. What was that moment where you're like, oh yeah, no, this is like, this is a thing that means a lot to me you know what, what was that like defining moment or was there one i don't know that i'd say that there's like a singular defining moment um it's more like a grand like crescendo of like you go to like this one like little concert at the beginning it's like okay maybe this is kind of cool like i could maybe get into this and then you go to another one it's like okay yeah this has like i could get into this like this is a thing i can get into and i don't know it's just like a building sort of thing i don't think I don't think it could be defined to a singular moment. So what what is different about, I mean, this is a difficult question that I'm not sure there's a, a specific answer to, but what is it that's different about live music, about seeing a band in person for you? Like, is it is it mostly that the audio experience is different? Is it having it be a social experience? Is it something besides that? What do you what do you think it is that feels different when you're seeing something live? This is actually like a combination of like two of those things that you mentioned in that um, one, like the connection like aspect of it, like the social part of it is huge part of it where you don't hmm, how do I want to phrase this just like being in a room with people like that just knowing that you're all kind of there for this same purpose that you all have this like at least one thing in common you don't know anything about these people but you have this like one thing to fall back on and there's just this borderline undescribable feeling of like connection that you get to every single person there that I don't think you can get from just being at home listening to music like on Spotify or whatever and then the part that I really 
like is that it's just this good moment of, again, just like this concept of time. It's like this moment is never going to happen exactly like this again. All of these people that you have this connection with are never going to be in a room exactly like this ever again. Um, it's not a repeatable thing. Like you can't just go and listen to or like re-engage in this moment, I guess. Hopefully that kind of adequately described that. <laughs> no, I, th I think that makes sense. It's that thing of like, you are going there for all, like everything else outside of that moment and that concert or whatever, like doesn't exist for however long that set lasts. Mm -hmm. And you're all there for one specific reason. And that's a very unique experience. Yeah, I'm interested that you said that the experience is not repeatable because I think one of the conversations that I've had with people, if you see a band, you know, at more than one stop on the same tour, that they're sort of the, the attitude is frequently, you know, why would you need to see them more than once? It's the same set. You know, usually it's the same set. I mean, there may be some variations, but why would it be different from one city to another or even from one night to another at the same venue? So could you talk a little bit about how you feel the experience is so specific that that one night is, is different than the others? Um, I think part of it can be um, like who you go with, who's in the mm -hmm. room, because I mean, I've absolutely done that where I've gone to see like the same band multiple stops on a tour and yeah I would say that every single experience kind of overall potentially the same songs but there's just like oh man not to get like too weird about it but there's just like a vibe that's different mm -hmm. like there's these small intricacies that are not repeatable where you can have like this crowd interaction or this like something goes wrong in a song and they like play it off in a different way I mean yeah you can have this sort of baseline but there's just I don't know the little details I guess are kind of what makes it personal almost where that's what can't be repeated yeah i mean obviously they're not they're not animatronics at a pizza restaurant repeating <laughs> the same you know so even though it's, it's the same song it's it, it's never quite the same song right yeah no absolutely like i guess in live music versus like recorded music or recorded music almost has a sense of like it needs to be perfection before mm -hmm. it can be released to the public whereas live music it's just I don't know, about trying to use that space, um, not necessarily caring about whether it's exactly right, exactly wrong, just trying to let people enjoy this space and this content together. So I, granted, I have a leg up on this conversation because I have been to multiple concerts with you. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> Can you just, like, talk about one of those moments where you were, like, very aware of that? Like, a moment where things went wrong, or a moment that was unique to a concert that you wouldn't have gotten from a recording? See, I can't say that I've seen many things go wrong. I mean, you can, like, little, like, not even quite noticeable um, technical difficulties, maybe. For me, it's almost just, like, the personal bit of it, where, again, it's, like, this crowd interaction where I am always kind of one where it's, like, for me to feel like I've had, like, this full, like, concert experience, I'm one where it's like I want to be like front row I want to be right up in there and I want to have and it's almost selfish but I want to have this as personal as you can get in that situation like interaction where even just somebody looking at you and like singing a line to you can mean so much and it's um specific moment my brain right now is just thinking of like that time that we saw twerp on like Canadian Thanksgiving <laughs> I don't know why that's what I'm thinking of. And I don't know that that necessarily counts as a good answer to this question, but that's just where <laughs> my brain is at right now. All I'm thinking of is like that line where it's something about, this is how I spend every Thanksgiving, just four men clad in spandex. Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
To be fair, that is also exactly what I was thinking of when I asked you that question. <laughs> oh, good. All right. All right. Okay. I don't feel so bad about that. Then. I feel like I might need slightly more context for this. <laughs> I almost feel like it's better if you don't. Like, I just kind of want to leave that mystery lie. <laughs> I think the best context is that we, the first, actually, the first time we met in, in person. Oh, yeah. Uh, was for this, uh, twerp show where it was on canadian thanksgiving so the whole bit throughout the show was that they were like saying things that they were thankful for and it was usually just each other like like or you know (laughs) well the bit was like i think they kept wanting to like say oh we're thankful for all the fans all you guys and then they would just like turn around and be like all my friends up here on stage like yes (laughs) except for lord phobos who was thankful for the electric guitar i do remember that one So is that, you said you like being up front, which I I am the same way. I like to be close. I don't like to be at the back of concerts. But what else is the really important kind of hallmark for how you want to interact at a concert? Like, is it really important to you to have friends? Have you gone to concerts alone? Are you a dancer? Are you one of those people who sings along a little bit of everything? Oh, man, I have never gone to a concert alone, although I would not be opposed to it. But I'm definitely, um, and maybe Emily can attest to this, I'm yes, like absolutely like in to every song singing along like there's a smile on my face I feel like the whole time at every single show like it just doesn't stop it's embarrassing yes how awful it is <laughs> is that different than the way that you interact with music at home I assume it is but are you are you a dancing with headphones on kind of person too when I'm alone I'm I don't know see that's the thing is I'm generally as we kind of discussed like during the opening like social anxiety is a thing that I experience <laughs> where I always kind of have this fear of looking like stupid in front of people or just like being open like that kind of like Mm -hmm. what's the word I'm looking for I think openness is a good one just like unafraid of expressing but when you're in that environment it's just so easy to kind of say okay I can blend into a crowd here it doesn't matter what I look like everyone's kind of doing the same thing everyone's having fun why can't I do that like why can't I express in a way that I would maybe be afraid to in other situations so is that part of the appeal that it's that it's a freeing experience for you to to see something live oh yeah absolutely um I mean I'm from like rural Midwest with like a nine to five job. So for me to be able to go out and like, even for this couple of hours, have that experience where it's just kind of like this overload of everything that I love, where it's just like music and connection and like all of this stuff is freeing is a good word for it, I guess. Do you have like a setting or or almost like a venue that you prefer above others or or is it all just kind of like different experiences cuz like i know some people like don't like big stadium concerts or mm-hmm. f- don't like small shows like what's your what, what's like the best vibe that you you try to lean towards i've never quite been a fan of like arena shows just because um i don't know like i said i want want to be like right up front right in the action something at least like sort of personal and i feel like you can't quite get that when you're like however many rows away looking at this person at like the big screen on stage so yeah no I'm definitely a fan of like smaller concerts at like the most like a few kind of hunt like a venue that can fit a few hundred people and then it becomes really a physical experience like you are all crammed up up against that stage and um, oh yes it is hot and it's sweaty and it's so good (laughs) so I'm I'm not particularly familiar with the is it is it twerp do you say it it's I forget how you say it now it's twerp Uh, it's twerp 
it feels weird saying saying that as a band name, but uh, <laughs> I understand that it's an acronym, and I always forget what it stands for. Uh, Tupperware Remix Party. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but <laughs> do you really have like? Are they the band that you that you've seen the most live? Is are there other bands that you've seen a bunch of times? Do you do you see a specific genre of music all the time? Like what what's your kind of concert going musical makeup? I guess. Oh man, there have definitely been the ones that I've seen the most over like the last couple of years mm-hmm. but that is definitely the the genre that I would swing to I guess where it's just they do a very good job of putting on a fun show like you can go and see bands that are, are like more chilled out and it can definitely still have like a good experience with those um, that means a lot especially I mean if that musician has meant a lot to you personally but I don't know it's just something about being able to go and like have music that you can dance to sing along to where it's just like loud and fun and it's good they have a lot of like stage persona right there's sort of a performance aspect beyond just playing the music from what i understand oh yes they okay it's really important to me have you seen photos of these people i i have (laughs) all right yeah um they have like this really big like stage persona they are very good at crowd interaction i would Mm -hmm. say they have a really good just stage presence where you don't ever i feel like you don't ever walk away from that show having been like bored at Mm -hmm. any moment it's just an hour long however long however long their set is that's just like hitting like one moment after another like it's just oh god what's we're gonna leave that there i don't know (laughs) what word or phrase i'm looking for at that moment (laughs) beyond just the music and the experience and the like literal temporal moment in time is that pivotal to you is is really being able to have not only that like personal interaction with the people who are performing but to have it almost be more than just a music performance to have it be almost sort of a like an entire like holistic experience oh yeah there's something about it where you can never kind of track it down to one singular moment where it's Mm -hmm. like this is why this show was good or this is why i keep going back to this i don't know it has these qualities about it that i've yet to experience in sort of any other thing where it's just yeah it's just this overload of almost at like the risk of getting too like fake deep here just like it's this overload of what it means to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like, just being able to, I don't, yeah, experience all of that at once. I think it's interesting you bring that up because I just, I think about the way that we generally, like, talk about things. Like, you tell stories of moments. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even we've even been doing it now. Like, oh, you remember that thing from that one show? Like, how sometimes these things become more than just... Oh, they played this song. Like, even though, obviously, like, if they play a song you really like or you're really looking forward to, like, that can Mm -hmm. be pivotal. But, like, it's beyond just, oh, they're playing the music I like. It's, oh, this, this perfect this story that comes out of these 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 concerts you know or these like live music experiences because i mean at least i know that's how you know we've interfaced with a lot of this stuff like i am to be fair completely teeing you up because i want you to tell the story of how you kicked dr sung's ass (laughs) 
<laughs> See, and I almost didn't so... want to go there because that was like, I felt like, I feel like I've talked about that too much. It feels like a little bit trite, but I mean, we can go there if you want to take it there. I, I, I have not heard this story, so you, you have to tell me. Okay. Yeah, so we'll talk about that experience because that is something that actually, if I'm talking about moments that have meant a lot to me personally, as weird as this sounds, it's this one is definitely up there we'll maybe even take it like we'll start it a little bit further back than this like show wherein um i actually am slash used to be a musician where that was a thing that i spent a lot of my teenage years doing was trying to play write and perform music to people um at a certain point i kind of fell out of that um and having that kind of creative thing removed from me was just like a really weird experience wherein I was in the kind of period where I felt like lost. I didn't know how to get like that creative like expression that I needed. And so with this band, they have these, again, like these quote unquote costumes. If you ask them, they're not costumes, but that's, it gets into a really weird like meta thing that I don't know that we have time to discuss here today. Um, they have these very stylish outfits, shall we say, where in the midst of this, of me not really knowing where to funnel like creative energies, I'm like, well, what if I just tried cosplay though? And so I spent all of these months like putting together this cosplay of Dr. Sung, who is, um, does like synthesizers, talk box and everything, um, mm. kind of like the lead of this band, so to speak. And I spent like all this time I'm putting it together and I'm like thinking okay I've done all this work now to do this to build this thing um where can I where where <laughs> where can I wear that where should I do that it's like well I guess I could just like wear it to a show and so that was what we did uh, October of 2017 they played a show in Cleveland and I again this was like the first time I met Emily in person and I made her endure this me just wearing like yellow spandex through the streets of downtown <laughs> Cleveland it was great um so I wore this and he has this bit for one of their songs where he will like flex at people in the front row mm-hmm. and invite them to try and touch his bicep and then slap their hands away. And I remember telling Emily before the show, like, I don't want to, I'm already clad in like this outfit. I don't want to be any more intrusive than I already am, but <laughs> I have this one, if he's going to do this bit, I'm going to do this bit back at him because I will never have an opportunity like this again. And so he starts doing this like stupid fucking like flex bit at people and he comes to our side of the stage and he just points at me and he comes up and he does the flex and then I do the flex back at him. And there's just this moment where we're kind of like looking into each other's eyes and it's real (laughs) weird where we're just like flexing at each other and he reaches out his hand like so slowly And I do like looking back, it was the babyest slap. He could have endured like maybe a little bit more. It was like a, like a pat on the wrist at most. But I don't know, Emily gets like way more excited about it than I do at this point. Just it like was so like because I, I think at that moment, like because there was that pause of both of you flexing at each other, like <laughs> there was this crowd recognition of what was going on. And we were all on your side. So like the minute that happened, everyone lost it. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, like, that was Again, I don't want to be super intrusive in that moment, and so I kind of expected, like, the crowd to just be like, oh, like, what the fuck? Like, okay, sure, that happened. But no, like, they did absolutely, like, lose it. (laughs) I sort of did, too. (laughs) 
<laughs> but going back, like how that's a really weird personal thing in that because it kind of got to that recognition from the band, from like the crowd that we were with at that moment, it was like this really cool, like solidifying moment of like, okay, you can find other things, I guess, to put your energies into and it can be just as fulfilling as music was for you. Like this really weird analogy to just be like, you can tame your own fears because the only one that can tame the viper is yourself. (laughs) Do you feel nervous when you're going to a concert? I mean, I assume that you felt nervous going into this concert in cosplay dressed as the person you were going to see, right? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I'm just curious about the kind of lead up. Like, what is what kind of emotions are you feeling before the concert starts? Like, when you're on your way there, how you select what you're going to wear? Or is that part of the process as well? Oh, yeah. I will get... Not generally nervous um, before most concerts. That specific one, yes, very, absolutely Mm -hmm. very nervous. But generally, it's just like a very pure form of excitement where it's like you can feel it just kind of like, for lack of a better term, like butterflies in your stomach where you get there like however many hours beforehand to like secure a good spot in line. And like this whole time, it's just like this crescendo that's like building up. Okay, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay, doors are open. Now this is like this like big moment of it's about to happen. We're about to be here. Yes, like physically, it's like an uncomfortable, like nervous excitement, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's just like so good, though. It's so good, though, is the thing. <laughs> Is the part after important to you as well? I mean, I assume if you if you go to concerts with friends that maybe, you know, do you talk about the show afterward? Do you, do you guys just kind of crash because of the, the energy level was so high? What's it like afterward? Afterwards, I generally am, yeah, up for like hours, like cannot stop like trying to secure every single moment that happened in my mind where it's, yeah, I'm like talking over moments. I'm like wanting to like go over pictures. Hey, look at this like stupid face that I caught. Yes, like it's just... I don't know, basking in it almost. Just, it doesn't, the excitement, that excitement doesn't just kind of like drop off. It takes a while to fade away, I guess. So you said you take pictures. Is that part of how you sort of hold on to the experience? Because I know there's kind of, there's a bit of a divide, right? In terms of how people experience live music of whether you should be taking um, any kind of video or photos or whether it's just a question of the quantity or, or just sort of how you interface with the experience. So you're a photo taker? Um, I can be. I used to be a lot worse where it's like okay like throughout every single song we're gonna take like videos we're gonna take pictures I want to remember every single moment and then at a certain time you just kind of realize okay this is too much like so I kind of had to scale it back a little bit I, I my method to it is usually okay I'll pick one song where it's like I will take my photos during this and then just bring it back because it's very important to me to kind of be in that moment as much as possible maybe taking like a little bit here and there to remember it by but for the most part trying to kind of stay in that moment i feel like the a lot of people talk about like they don't want to remember like seeing the concert through their camera lens i feel like that's maybe like a little bit an overused term by this point but i mean it's true like just use your eyes 
Use your eyes, my friend. Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I, I even know there are some artists that used to be, for the longest time, like, do not pull your phone out in the middle of the show. Like, don't take photos. Like, because it made them feel uncomfortable. And, and, and I think there was that, that recognition of, like, you are here for this moment and you're missing it to some extent because you're trying to, you know, capture the perfect angle or whatever. But there's definitely an, an interesting, especially nowadays, where I think there's more of that need. Well, there's more of that accessibility to capture those moments Mm -hmm. like like with photos because Mm -hmm. most you know cell phones could take pretty decent quality photos but having to find that balance between i want to be able to remember this and and have this forever or or that sort of thing versus i want to just experience the ephemeralness of this moment is a very difficult thing to strike yeah i was gonna have a thought on that and i'm not quite sure what it was How do you feel about seeing photos and videos from other people, either other people at the same concert after the fact? Like, is that, is it weird to sort of see almost like different angles than the one that you saw on that night? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually like I've seen videos of concerts that I was at where it's like the camera pans over and you can like see me in the front row and it's like, oh shit, like, oh, this is getting too meta. Okay. But yeah, no, it's definitely weird. And I almost kind of try to avoid a lot of videos in particular. I try to avoid like videos of like shows that I was at unless I'm looking for like a very specific moment that I want to like relive. Like I said, I kind of want to have my own memories of it. I'm in, I'm in kind of a complicated position on, on this point because most of my live music experiences recently have been while I'm I'm shooting them. So <laughs> uh, because I'm a photographer and, and I prefer live performance photography over studio or portrait. So I have a I have a different perspective on it. So that's but that's why I'm always interested to hear how other people prefer to experience live music. So if, you, if you're not really interested in taking photos and you don't seek out other people's photos or videos. What do you think you use to solidify the experience after the fact? Do you write it down? Is it about telling the story to people who weren't there about reliving it with people who were? I have definitely done that before where it's like, um, like writing it down to just try to remember as much of it as possible. Generally, I am, yeah, one of those people that's like after the show, I'm like talking to my friends. I'm like, oh, you remember that part? And they're like, yeah, like, hell yeah, I remember that part. And it's like, wasn't that cool? Hell yeah, it was so cool. Like to a certain extent, I'm also just like a forgetful bastard. And like, I will forget like most of the like intricate details, like all of these things that I talk about that I love where it's like, I love, yeah, I love all these small little details. I'm not going to remember them months from now. But in the moment, it meant something. I actually want to dial in on like the actual like music aspect of it for a second, because at least I know for like me personally, sometimes when you go see a show, you're kind of hoping that they're going to play a certain song or Mm. or, or, like that you can have that moment. Like, how do you approach going to a concert for the first time? You know, if it's a band that you're or a group that you're really into, like, do you have those expectations or those hopes or are you just kind of going in however it's going to be? I think everyone kind of hopes that it's like they have like this one song that's kind of like special to them. Where it's like, well, maybe, maybe if I'm lucky, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll play that one. Maybe, like, if I'm really lucky. But I try not to like hold too high of expectations for mm-hmm. that sort of thing, because to a certain extent, I mean, I feel like I've mentioned quite a bit. Like a lot of it, a lot of what I like is like the community aspect of it. But also, to a certain extent, you are there experiencing a person or people's um, 
hard work, their art that they're trying to put out into the world and however they kind of want to arrange that, however they want to express that in that particular like night for that particular show. I feel like at a certain point I should kind of step back and just let them do their thing and kind of like enjoy it in the way that they intended it to be. Is there something that can happen at a show that has a really negative impact on your experience? Like if there was one thing that you really need to have not happen because otherwise it it kind of really gets in your head and gets into your experience. See, this is actually something I was thinking about um, while kind of prepping for this, um, because I feel like when people talk about bad shows, mm. so to speak, um, you kind of get into one, well, it's like, on the bands and where it's maybe there were technical difficulties or there were like sound issues or something of that nature. And then you cannot shift into like the other side of it, which is the crowd aspect of it where it's like, okay, somebody is just like loud. Somebody is drunk. Somebody is trying to get attention almost for like themselves. And I think that's the side of it that where it can kind of break it apart for me. Cause at that point, um, I don't know. I feel like sound quality and everything can kind of be forgiven. There's nothing really you can do about it at like a certain point. That's never really bothered me. It's, it's when people in the crowd don't, aren't like respecting the community, the vibe of it all, I guess. Yeah, There's yeah. kind of an unspoken covenant there more or less. Oh yeah. How you, how you should interact with other fans and with the band, right? So you said that you used to do music, and I wasn't sure whether or not to ask you about this, but I'm I'm very curious whether you ever did music in a performance setting, or even if you didn't, do you think that your experience as an audience member or your perspective is different because you have a history with music yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did dabble in like the performance part of it. Not to a incredible extent. I feel like I maybe got cut off there, but I definitely did a lot of open mic nights. I did a few kind of um, shows like in my local area, like theaters, coffee shops, whatnot. And yeah, I would say that definitely impacts um, my experience as an audience member because again, like as I mentioned, like I may be a little bit more forgiving towards um, like sound quality issues because mm-hmm. I like understand when you're in that position, like there's not <laughs> much you can do about it. And definitely because I am a musician, I'm always like, I'm a musician and I'm also a visual learner. And so I'm also like, I'm always in that moment trying to like watch each individual performer and how they're kind of like playing their instruments. And I'm like, well, maybe if I just watch them for long enough, I will like absorb this knowledge like into me by watching this sick guitar solo. I too will be able to do sick guitar solos. I'm always like, I'm not the most versed when it comes to like equipment and like everything of that nature, but I'm definitely like when I'm in the audience kind of like focusing on like, oh man, like what kind of guitar they have, like what kind of like setup they got on their pedal board, like what's their technique for playing the six slap bass like (laughs) oh man yeah no i love it has being an audience member how has that affected your relationship with music generally again whether it's creating or just being a participant like i can go back like to when i was a teenager when i was still like actively playing music and i can actually point to that band that i mentioned earlier like what i counted as like my first concert experience 117 they are actually a band that i had a sort of personal connection with in that um i would do like covers of their songs and they watched them and liked them for whatever godforsaken reason and i remember having a conversation with one of them like in that time where like i talked to him after a show and he's like hey like you're good at music like keep doing music being able to take that and like peer recognition i guess mm-hmm. just like it can i don't know 
know, motivate you into like continuing this process. And then after I kind of fell out of it, um, there was actually that, like when I talk about like me falling out of music, that was me falling out of performing, playing, and even like going to shows and everything. And so my first show back then was just kind of this flood of like emotion where it's like, okay, yeah, you still love this. Yeah, you kind of still love this. Do you remember how you wound up at the first show? back after some time off from either playing or experiencing live music oh yeah no it was it was again like a twerp show where it was their first show in ohio i didn't think they would ever play in ohio i didn't think they'd ever come here so it's like well shit i gotta go and i remember actually thinking beforehand like i always get nervous when i'm around people um that are in kind of my same creative field Mm -hmm. and i have the impression that they seem to know what they're doing (laughs) because i i never think i know what i'm doing like ever so like i'm afraid of being like found out where it's like I can't talk to them I can't be like hey oh man it's bad I remember having this experience before the show where it's like I may just like break down and cry in the middle of their set because I'm convinced like at this point like I can't touch music I can't do anything with that ever again it's just gonna hurt in my soul in my like heart in my everything I just I can't like I'm gonna break down and rather than having this like moment of intense sadness for what I lost it was like this sense of renewed hope where it's like okay I can that's that can be on a back burner maybe for a little bit I don't have to touch it but it can still be there in the meantime there are all of these other kind of creative endeavors that I can push myself into I hope that bit just made sense. No, it did. It did. Okay. I don't have a follow-up question. I just it's it's a good sentiment. So, and now I just want to go to a concert. Like now I'm just like, man, who's going to town? Like See, that's the thing is like I live in rural Ohio. There are not very many like bands and like musicians that come to play near me so going to concerts at this point is like a whole ordeal where it's like okay we're gonna have to do like a two-hour drive um i should maybe grab like a friend to go with me because we're gonna probably have to split a hotel everything like that what was your craziest road trip do you have a crazy a crazy one where there was a band that you just had to see where you wound up doing something super wild to get to the show (laughs) oh man nothing extraordinarily wild i feel like other people have probably done like longer road trips than i have but actually this last october i was just like really like raring to go to like another thing like before the winter spans hit where there were gonna be like no shows no tours no nothing so it's like i just want to get this one last thing in and so i talked to one of my friends into going to this show in chicago okay do you know like ninja sex party Mm -hmm. and everything like that so brian from that doing like these luau shows (laughs) And, like, Twerp was going to be there, and this other band that we liked was going to be there. And it's like, well, maybe we should just go to that. And so, like, yeah, a few weeks before that happened, like, we got our tickets. We got everything, like, all settled. And we just, like, went to Chicago for a few days to hang out in the grand scheme of things. It's not too wild. It's, like, a five-hour drive from where I live. But so it's still a ways. It's still an effort. Yeah, a little bit. And it's a whirlwind moment of the, like, hey, are we doing this? All right, we're doing it. And just, like, making all of the plans. <laughs> and like the span of you know in such a short time period i i think there's there's part of that that's also very exciting oh yeah no we got to chicago for that trip and like we're like i had been there for not even like 30 minutes and my friend like looks over at me and she's like so what are we doing like other than the show <laughs> i'm like well fuck i don't know like 
So we're like in our Airbnb, just like desperately like Googling all of these like different tourist attractions so we can say that like this whole trip is worth it and not just for like a vaguely Hawaiian themed <laughs> show. <laughs> was that to justify it to yourself or justify it to other people? Probably more so just for myself to say like, okay, yeah, it's worth it to like have taken the time off from work from having to like drive all of this. Yeah. Just not having to sp- like spending three days in a city and only spending like two hours of that actually doing something (laughs) this is a big question it's a big it's like an open-ended question so oh boy it's no it's it's very frivolous because you you, we've talked about like a couple defining moments that you've had throughout your experience your life experience with live music but like can you like talk about like a time where like like one of the best moments you've ever had at a concert oh man oh man Oh, man. Um. (laughs) Yeah, see, I was going to ask this question, but in a slightly different way, which was just if you had to pick a moment from a concert that you had been to in the past that wasn't ephemeral, that you could make like last indefinitely what that what that would be. And I think it's the same the same question, just in a different from a different Mm -hmm. perspective. Just like a singular moment. Oh, man. There's so much, though. (laughs) (laughs) See, and the thing is, and maybe we can get into this afterwards, but I I assigned you guys homework (laughs) and kind of asked you guys, like, the same question that you're now asking me, which I'm now, like, panicking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Singular moment. There was one at my first... Oh, man, this is maybe going to get, like, a little bit personal. This is, uh, at my first twerp show, they have a song called Body Image, which is, um, I mean, basically the entire concept of it being, I'm absolutely positive that you should have a positive body image baby. I remember, like, leading up to that show, again, like, a lot of feelings. That first twerp show was so much for a lot of reasons. Um, But I remember, like, I was in a weird position where it's like, okay, I am not maybe at the, like, height of my body positivity at this particular moment. I remember it was, like, in May. It was a relatively, like, warm day. I'm wearing, like, a gigantic, like, jacket. I'm just, like, trying to hide Mm. myself. And there was this one moment where I'm, first of all, spending the entirety of the song just like crying like visibly like having just like a moment here in the crowd and there was this moment where he just turns to me and there's this line where he's just like you got it baby and he like points at me and like it felt like a moment where like I oh god how to explain this better than just me like randomly like yelling and making (laughs) making noises I think like if I had to pick a moment from that show that like I want that feeling to like last forever where that was just like a moment of being singled out and like having this moment of like everything's okay like this moment of like acceptance almost that was a good one that's a good moment oh I want that back now (laughs) (laughs) well because I mentioned you guys' homework and I want to know if you followed through (laughs) So, so for, for context, you sent me basically the same question that we just asked you was like a defining moment that we've had with, with live music. And yeah, I don't know. I, I have an answer. And did you, do you got stuff or do you want to answer first or I can answer first? Or... <laughs> You've turned the tables on yeah. us. Is the yeah. Thing. I was going to say, I should clarify. I asked, um, uh, for the listeners at home, I asked a series of three questions in which I asked um, asked you two to describe a live music experience that personally resonated with you, what sort of emotions or thoughts you had in that moment, and why you think that experience impacted you in the way that it did. Um, so that's what we're looking at when I talk about their homework. <laughs> it's so weird to be on the other side of this. <laughs> 
my city now, bitch. Yeah, I feel like I should be pounding the table and saying we ask the questions here. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is like I like I said, like we've gone to concerts together. And I think a lot of those moments are, are very important to me. But what I actually remember was I think actually at that October show where we first met each other, I was telling you how about like my favorite band is the Mountain Goats and they mm-hmm. were coming to Cleveland and, and I'd never seen them live. And they just, I, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I, I had a couple expectations and what I think is interesting is what I, the moment that I thought was going to be the moment wasn't. Um, oh. It was just more of a very, so for some context, uh, they have a song called No Children in which the entire crowd sings along um, to the refrain, which is very dire out of context because it's an entire crowd of people um, yelling, I hope. Uh, I hope you die. I hope we all die. Um, in the context of the song, it makes a little more sense, but it's still not great. But they played a song off of the first album that I ever listened to, and was it was very pivotal to me. Um, in like I, I I ended up list it was off of the Sunset Tree, which I ended up listening to like right when I was going through a lot of stuff, and so they played a song called Up the Wolves off of it, and I had no I it completely blindsided me. I had no idea that they were going to play it, and I was just. I just sobbed the whole time. And I am front row. I was, I wasn't front row center. I was like front row right. But like, <laughs> I am jammed up against like the side amp and I'm just like sobbing. Oh. Um, but it was like a good, like, it was a good moment of just uh, like, of real, almost like realization of how far I had come in my life because of when I had first listened to it and then that moment then. So it was, yeah, it was, it was really important. I feel like I've talked too much about it now. <laughs> no, I really like that. That's really good. Because um, I, I have like a whole bit, I, I, like I talked to Emily um, before this, I have like, which I haven't even gone that much into it. So I have like three pages of notes for this podcast <laughs> in like preparation for it that I haven't even gone that much into. But this is actually a bit that I want to make sure we get this is really important to me. So I'm gonna if Anne has something to share, um, we should do that before I get into like my whole thing on this. Because there was a reason why I asked this. Yeah, I was curious. Yeah. So. I, I feel I, I don't know. I feel like my live music experiences has been very complicated and very varied. I mean, I, I saw my, my second concert, the one that I tell people was my first and of the beach boys um <laughs> i saw the smashing pumpkins uh at an arena show in in nosebleed seats it was my my first real real concert when i was probably like 13 and my my mother dropped off me and a friend and that was certainly the first time that i really understood why people would see live music but then you know since then i've i've seen bands in a, a huge number of different settings i mean I've, I've gone to japan to see bands and in, in shows in basements with like 50 people um you know barely speaking the language and and not knowing anyone and and so that's like a that experience of music is totally different than than a, a big show. And I've been going to these conventions where there's a house band, which is a grave understatement of the experience. Uh, and they have a song which is very personal to the lead singer. And uh, everybody sort of started this thing where where they have you know like LED lights or glow sticks or something, and everybody breaks them out during that song, and it's very moving. But I think maybe one of those shows that I was at, the lead singer is an actor, and he had done a song in character on it on a television show they had decided to write this into the script which is called fairly well um it's also known as dink's song it's an old folk song kind of sad and slow and, and very acoustic and, and he decided that he was going to play it but he was going to do it completely acoustic and he said everybody has to be really quiet because i'm even going to turn off the mic he brought out his acoustic guitar and he sat down in his electric one and he turned off the mic 
And he sang the song completely acoustic in this huge room at this convention, you know, not a traditional concert space. And it was completely silent. Everybody had to be completely silent. And that seems like the antithesis of what most people get out of live shows. I mean, there's the joy of things being loud and, and active and everybody screaming or everybody singing along. But um, there's something extraordinary about, you know, like probably about 1200 people at that show, uh, just totally silent so that you could just hear the sound of his voice and his guitar. So I think probably that. Okay, so I asked you guys these questions, and I also uh, took the liberty of surveying like a couple of my other friends <laughs> to get this, like to get these answers. Because the thing is, is that I feel like I, or I hope I've kind of done like a decent job of communicating that a big part of this for me is the connection that you get, like the community around it. And so I felt like I couldn't talk about that without also, or I didn't want to talk about that without at least trying to include some of the voices within that community, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. And this is the part that it, like I actually have uh, written down in my notes. So hopefully this will come out like a little bit more coherent than the rest <laughs> of this has up until this point. Um, but because the thing is that having like given this is a an extraordinarily small sample size that I'm dealing with. But the thing is that everyone kind of is experiencing this the same way. Like, I don't know, it's just really interesting to me. Because for the first question, um, like um, an experience that personally resonated with you, you get like, that's where you get like all the sort of like different answers, like all of these things like across the board where you guys kind of both mentioned um, like a specific part of like one show. Um, I got th I got that answer from people. I got... Um, some people gave me like, okay, well, this entire show was kind of like the moment that meant the most to me. And I had like, oh, I think a couple people that were like, I physically cannot pick one moment because it's the entire like cohesive experience that means the most. But like for the other two answers, like everyone kind of answered very similarly. And so if you guys don't mind, I would like to kind of like have like these responses that I want to share because I think yeah. and I told like just for I don't know privacy's sake I'm not sharing like specific answers I kind of like compiled a bunch of like tried to summarize everyone's answers but like what sort of emotions or thoughts you had in that moment um why this means kind of so much to people you get these like two hours of like overloading feelings of joy love exhilaration warmth uh belonging was a big one. Safety was somewhat like a word that somebody used that I really, really like, where you get these experiences of unabashed fun. Somebody said that it felt like the misspent teenage youth that she didn't get to have, <laughs> um, which I like that one a lot. That one like made me like cry a little bit because I'm like, okay, damn though. Um, me, me too, same mood. Somebody said it felt like a home that you build with these people. And the wording of that um, first question, um, an experience that personally resonated with you was sort of very intentional because despite the fact that I said a moment that personally resonated with you, every single person I asked like talks about that connection that they have. Every single person specifically mentioned that connection that they have with other people in the room. One of my friends was even like the camaraderie with strangers, like oddly enough, where it's like, I don't even understand like why I have this feeling, but I do, which I just think is really interesting that it's something that not only I feel, but like everyone feels. 
just like across the board. And the second question. <laughs> Why this experience impacted you in the way that it did? Um, you get things like uh, disruption to the norm and that it's like this thing that's breaking the cycle a little bit of just like a life. Like I talked about personally, um, my very um, kind of flat line, like nine to five job, like everything is very stagnant mm-hmm. for lack of better words and it's just like this moment that like smashes in and just like tears apart like everything that you've been living up like up to that moment um or if you've been having like a tough time over the last few months or um you've never like been able to travel by yourself is like something that somebody specifically mentioned and you just get something that breaks that all apart and then kind of in that same vein timing of a lot of this stuff um where people get this moment this experience exactly when when and they need it in their life. And again, just the connection of it. Um, I actually do want to like specifically quote one of my friends here because I think she phrased it in a, a much better way than I will ever be able to. She said it's so easy to make friends in that environment. Um, and that friendship might last until you lose them in the crowd or for years, but the experience itself is going to stick with you forever. So I don't know. That's just my little piece there where I, again, if I'm talking, if I'm going to sit here and talk about community, I think it's really important to also kind of lift up voices from that community that I'm sharing this with. And I don't know, people phrased it in much better ways than I think I'll be able to. (laughs) I have a whole bunch of like science shit here too about like why we like music the way we do, but I don't know if that's particularly relevant at this moment in time. No, I feel like you've you've definitely won won an award for most preparation uh, for the podcast, which um, I give to you with great honor. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's all really... Oh, I got, like, a little choked up listening. Like, okay. Hey, it's first of the year. Emily cries on her own podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cool. That was not my intention. Or was it? No, I absolutely, like... And I told, like, all of them, like, that I asked. I had to clarify with everyone. Like, there's no wrong answers to this. Mm-hmm. Like, no wrong answers. But you all answered perfectly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, like, sitting there, like, reading through some of these responses, just, like, crying. Because it's, again, not only that I have this personal experience, but that we are all having the same sort of, like, experience together overloaded in this like two hour span within a night like I think I mentioned it earlier where it's just like an experience that you don't necessarily get in your day-to-day life I don't know that's my little piece that I brought to the table (laughs) Um. I think that's a good note to close up on but I do have one last question that we try to ask our guests at the end which is if you had the opportunity to talk to someone who maybe has never experienced live music in any way they've never been to a concert um for whatever reason what would you say to that person to like kind of get them to try it out let's go with the same thing that you were telling me up at the top of this podcast like don't be nervous like just yeah don't be nervous going into it because you are going into a community that kind of for the most part, has been in your shoes at some point or another. Um, we've all kind of had like our first concert where we're that feeling of excitement, of nervousness, of everything. And there is so much waiting for you within that if you're willing to just like jump in and not worry about your life, about what other people may think of you in that moment. If you're willing to just kind of jump in and have fun for an hour or two. It can be very, very worth it. Is there anything else I want to add to that? I think we're good. <laughs> just just do the damn thing. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. Just do the damn thing. Get in, loser. We're going to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> 
And did you have any anything else or any other questions or I had one but I'm not I'm not sure if it if it fits at the end and I'm not sure that it fit earlier. Although I am curious about the answer. You used to play music yes. and in an in an imaginary universe where any of the things that made you stop or the things that would prevent you from starting again don't exist and and the odds don't exist. None of that matters. Is there somebody that you would like to play with live? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Of all the questions, I don't think I was expecting that one. I think I'm going to go with... I think Emily knows has heard of her. I don't know if you have. Um, this musician, Lights. I've, I've heard of them. Okay. She has been one of the musicians that I've kind of listened to the longest over my musical uh, career, quote unquote, um, for lack of a better term. She has this ability to kind of like switch between genres. She's mainly like uh, very synth driven, like kind of pop mm. like usually she can swap into like this acoustic like really chill like mellow like sort of music really easily she just like makes this swap so flawlessly and so i think that if i had the opportunity like i don't know she i admire her and like her approach to music and she's just like this badass like strong woman like that i just love so much so 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 much so i think that if i had the opportunity to play with anybody her yeah lights i love lights <laughs> well thank you um so much for sharing this passion with us thank it's, you it really was uh, great like truly yeah <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, yeah, like I've said like multiple times, I'm just really hoping that everything like made sense at this point. So I feel like I just like blurted out like a jumble of words into your podcast and it's now like your job to like sort through that mess. Like I get to peace out after this and you guys are the ones that are stuck with it. (laughs) I look forward to it. Where can, if if people want to like follow you and your stuff on like social media or if there's anything you want to plug, uh, this is your space. So go for it. Oh man, I don't really have a whole lot to plug. Um, I can say that you can keep up with any of my numerous projects generally on Twitter is where I'm most active. Um, hey MD. And it's the same thing on Instagram, but I don't really post much like artistic shit on Instagram. It's literally just like photos of breakfast. So uh, <laughs> if you want art, follow me on Twitter. And if you want breakfast foods, follow me on Instagram. i feel like more people need that distinction yeah (laughs) well thank you again so much yeah thank you Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com. Or go to the concert we'll be putting on, where we'll read all of our tweets and emails on stage with backing music. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on the app of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend or hold up a lighter wherever you are, we'll know. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. (laughs) 